0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, let's get started. Today, I wanted to talk to you about a weapon that most Christians neglect. Now, yes, it is true. It is a weapon, a powerful weapon, and we hold it. And we can do it and activate it any time. And the choice is ours. And today I'm going to be talking to you about praise. How praise is a weapon. There's praise, right? On the other side of praise, there's our healing. On the other side of praise, our our prayers are getting answered. On the other side of praise, we're getting blessed. So, I mean, there's, there's so much to the power of praise. And we don't just praise when we get a good report. We don't just praise when we get a big check in the mail. We don't just praise when, you know, uh, everything is just, ooh, this is smooth sailing. I'm so happy with the Lord. Everything is going right. No. Just like I talked about Thanksgiving, I talked about uh, what the kingdom of God is. It is uh, righteousness and peace and joy. So last week I dealt with those, but just like joy is a choice, praise is what we do as a lifestyle, as a Christian and most Christians neglect this. Uh, they, they get praise when they're in church and they hear the, the music, right? They hear the, the fast beat of the drum or we're in a praise song. Nope, we're praising God through everything. Because that's what gets us through. Praise is a breakthrough. Praise is, is what's going to break through to the next miracle that we need. So when we don't feel like it, we praise. Praise is going to shake off, what, a heaviness. Praise brings us into his atmosphere, into his presence. And so that's all that I want to say. And it's easy. Believe me, I'm busy. I have a heavy workload. Uh, there is not just... Um, school that I do on top of ministry work and there's lots of intricacies within the ministry that I do and there's only things I can do because of the the position that I have in the ministry so there's things there's people pulling from me all day long there's three kids pulling from me all day long. And on top of that, I want to be a good wife. And there's other things, personal things inside ventures and things that we do in our own personal life. So it's not just, hey, I wake up and it's homeschool and this and that. So I absolutely have, you know, people say, well, you don't you don't go into the workplace. You don't work nine to five. You don't know. Listen, I work. And I'm going to own it. And I'm not going to be someone over here like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Nope. If the stay-at-home mom was the only thing I did, full-time job. So don't let anyone ever lie to you and ever make you feel bad and never make you feel like you don't do enough just by being a stay-at-home mom. But that's not all that I am. And so I have every opportunity, like anyone, to get out of that position. And when I don't feel like praising him, that's when I'm like, listen, Carolyn, we're going to step into this. We're going to put some music on. Even if I don't put music on, I'm singing. If and if I'm not singing, I'm going to constantly speak of his praises. You know, we'll go through the Bible here in a little bit and we'll bring up the point where David played his harp and evil spirits left Saul. But I can't play a harp and I can't play a piano and I can't play a trumpet. And I can't play the drums. (laughs) And um, I really can't hold a proper note. But does that stop me? Is 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 that how we identify our praise? If we can play an instrument or we have a really good voice? No. The Lord wants to hear it because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when our heart is lined up with our spirit man, that's how we get our answers. Because out of the heart, It's connected to our spirit. And when that's all in a line, what comes out of our mouth? And so if you go through Psalms and read that constantly, it, it, it it is a book of the Bible on praise and constantly speaking, constantly praising. And if you are constantly praising through no matter what, then what's coming out of your mouth, you're going to hold the victory to what you're asking God for every time okay and I pause there for a second because he never fails if something has not worked out in your life if something has failed then that's on you that's your responsibility because God never fails and his promises are yes and amen and always true now don't get down on yourself if you're like oh shoot something's not working out let's figure out how to fix it and get back on track but our praise is going to precede our victory. Hallelujah. Our praise uh, is going to precede our victory. Psalm 44, and I just, oh, I just turned my iPad off. Um, and I just gave you a little part of that. And it's Psalm 44, I'm going to read 5 through 8. Only by your power can we push back our enemies, only in your name. Can we trample our foes? I do not trust in my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. You are the one who gives us victory over our enemies. You disgrace those who hate us. Oh God, we give you glory to you all day and constantly praise your name. We give you glory all day and constantly praise. Praise your name. When, when, when David was saying the psalm, do you think he always, you know, he had armies coming after him. He had enemies. He was constantly death threat, constantly trying to be killed. You know, he has the weight of the things that the people needed in the in the city. Constantly people coming at him, asking him for things. So he had a heavy responsibility. But it says... We give glory to you all day and constantly praise your name. If you stay in a state of constant praise, constant giving glory, then what? We got the victory. It's set. It's done. It's in the bag. We, we've won. So we have to realize as Christians, praise is our weapon. Sometimes we're looking around like, what do I have to fight? What do I have to fight with? And we can, we can go to our, our, our bag here and pull out our praise, our praise. All right. So second Chronicles 20, uh, it's one of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible. And then I say this and then I'm like, "Mm, okay, no, this is another favorite of mine. But when dealing with praise, there's so much revelation out of this story when King Jehoshaphat got a bad report um, saying, Listen, all these armies are getting ready to come against you. All these armies are getting ready to take you out. So I'm just going to go through it. So um, if you go through Second Chronicles 20, there's three steps listed to victory. One, I wrote down is fasting. We'll get through that, okay? We'll, we'll read through that. Praying and praise. And fasting, we're getting ready to do. We always start the year off with prayer and fasting. We're getting ready to come up to the new year. So set your mindset, right? Let's set our, okay, this is what we're gonna do. You know, we plan for everything else, right? We plan for vacations, we plan for time off, we plan for going, taking our kids here, we plan for dates with our husband. We're always planning something, but we don't always tend to schedule the things that are most important. And the Bible isn't suggest you to fast. The Bible commands us to fast. And if you're watching this, Make sure you're, first, you're sharing this. Make sure you're spreading the word. Second, if you're watching this and you're like, fasting, I've never done it. What the heck is it? How can I learn more about it? Um, Ted has written two phenomenal books in regards to fasting. So make sure you uh, go to our website. It's shop.miracleword.com. You can get the fasting books. For that, you can get the fasting books uh, and learn all about it, and it's in great detail. Hey, Laura, uh, if you're new to fasting, but it's something that needs to be done. It's another level in our life. All right, so Second Chronicles, here we go. We're going to go through verse 6. Look at this. <laughs> I have a different Bible. My mom and dad took my Bible from me as a punishment. No, they took my Bible because they're getting it redone for me uh, for my birthday. And I'm so excited to see it. I'm not going to tell you what's happening to it until it comes back. But this is my other Bible that Ted gave me back in 2005. And he is so sweet. And I have, have used it up. Then he got me another one a few years back but that one's now falling apart, and I really wanted to keep it, so my mom and dad for my birthday are redoing it for me, and I can't wait. Hey, Heather. Um, You're probably right, Laura. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say you're probably right. Maddie's <laughs> laughing. All right, so, so my other Bible, like I know where everything is, and um, all my notes and highlights, and this one is a little different, so bear with me as I... I'm going to it. All right. Second Chronicles 20. All right. Let's look at verse 6. Um, da, 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 da. King Jehoshaphat stood before the people of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. He prayed, "O oh God, of O oh Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You're the ruler of the kings of the earth. You're powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you." Um, And so, actually, let's back up to verse 3. Jehoshaphat was alarmed by the news and sought the Lord for guidance. He also gave orders that everyone throughout Judea should observe a fast. So people from all the towns of Judea came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord. So there was a unity there, just like we do at the beginning of the year in January. There was a unity there. He said, listen, we're going to observe a fast. We have a bad report we have uh, something we need a breakthrough for I don't know in the natural we can't stand up against all these armies coming coming towards us what are we gonna do and so and then look and that was verse 6 when you pray you can say Lord you did it for them you can do it for me you know when when they're writing it here He's saying, listen, you are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. And then in verse seven, I love it because we br- he's br- they're bringing it back to the Lord. That's why I said you can say, Lord, you did it for so and so. I need a miracle like that. Lord, you healed so and so's eyes. Uh, that's for me. You're no respecter of persons. But look what they said in verse seven. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in the land when your people arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple for you. They said, whenever we are faced with calamities such as war, disease, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored. We cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. In confidence, right? You come to the Lord in confident prayer. You did this before God, and I'm asking you to do it now. And I love how he said, you will hear us and rescue us. So look at that. They fasted together. They prayed together. And then in verse 13 to 17, all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children. The Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and the men standing there. His name was oh, names in Old Testaments. You know me, Jahaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Beniel, son of Jael, son of oh, these people. Couldn't it just be like Joe and Tim. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Jiz at the, at, at Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. you will not even need to fight take your positions then stand still and watch the Lord's victory he is with you do not be afraid or discouraged go out there tomorrow for the Lord is with you the Lord quickly responded to their ask they fasted they sought the Lord and now here comes the victory, and that, and, and I'm just reading a little bit of the story in bits and pieces because I want you to see this setup here. We have King Jehoshaphat getting a bad report, right? In the natural, he's like, "What do we do? First step, I'm going to fast. I'm going to seek the Lord on this. I want a clear direction. What are you saying to me, Lord?" He's bringing it up to the Lord. Listen. I've heard stories about how you've saved others. Now I'm asking you to rescue us. I'm asking you to come through for me. You know, you can talk this way. Let's go to the Lord in confidence, right? When we're praising the Lord, giving him thanks, right? Let's go to the Lord in confidence and say, listen, you've done this before, Lord. I'm asking, I'm a child of God. This is my rightful covenant that I walk in. These are my promises that you have for me. I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to continue to praise your name. And Lord, I need an answer. And he will always answer you. He will always answer you. He's talking to us daily, but we have to make sure we're in a position where we're listening to his voice, where we're listening to his voice. All right, so I'm going to get to five things that are going to help you understand the power, the weapon of praise, right? And how it's going to unleash it. We're going to, I just gave it to you. Number one, declare who God is, like in verse 6. When we acknowledge who fights for us, it serves notice on the enemy. And it strengthens us, right? So when we, when we say... When we declare who God is, when we talk about how powerful He is, when we talk about His the name above every name, when we talk about He's never lost a battle, when we talk about His strength, we talk you know when we brag on Jesus, He always shows up. But when you declare who God is, it acknowledges who fights for us. And then it also serves notice on the enemy. And it's, it says, listen, uh, you know, uh, my God's never lost a battle. So that means the only option for our enemy is to always lose. When you look at it that way and you have a mindset of I can't lose, I always win with God on my side. I always win through Christ Jesus. It, it's a winning mindset. When your mindset has changed, when it's shifted to no, I can't fail. You know, I, I, I just put posted a video clip. That was what telling worship leaders, like if you have um, if you have a song that says he's never failed me yet and you keep the yet on there, let's take it off because it gives Christians who are not strong in the Lord a little bit of a thought process of, well, there's wiggle room when it comes to God and what he wants to do for you. No, there's no wiggle room. There is no wiggle room. He only wants the best for you. He only has the best set up for you. And he only wants to give you the best. And that's the winning mindset that we have to have. Okay? So, declare who God is. Our faith gets stirred up. Over in Psalm 66, going to do... Um, Let's do verse. I have verse 1 through 4. Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Hey, Eva, how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shouting your name and glorious songs. I love that. I love it, verse three especially. Here we are, we're declaring who God is. How awesome are your deeds? Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. So, five things that are gonna help us understand the weapon that we hold is with praise. We're gonna declare who God is. Always makes me feel better. If for some reason I feel a low or I feel like something's not working out, let's start talking about who our God is. Let's talk, start talking about how he's a man, that he shall not lie. He, he'll never tell us something that's wrong. He'll never lead us astray. His trust in him is 100%. His faithfulness is 100%. And so when you start uh, speaking those things, you can feel a, a boost in your spirit. Because you're talking the truth of God's word. All right. Number two, recount what God has done. Recount what God has done. And so we, that's what I showed you in King Jehoshaphat. He brought up, he said, listen, you've done mighty deeds. Listen, you've, you've gotten those people that I've known out of what they were going through, what their destruction was. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. If that's the only thing you have to say, and there's something you're believing God for, and you say, do it again, Lord, you know, brag on his goodness. So recount what God has done. It's a faith builder. When you bring up testimonies, when you bring up, you know, we're believing for certain things for this ministry. And as we're believing for it, doors have opened for other people, but we're still believing for certain things. Should that make me want to get upset? Should that make me want to, you know, throw in the towel? For some people, yes, but not for me. For me, I'm like, yes, Lord, you're no respecter of persons. If you did it for them, you're going to do it for me. If you did it for, for so-and-so and that's what we're believing for, I'm not going to get jealous. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to look the other way. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm gonna say, yes, Lord, you are the God of miracles. Yes, you are a breakthrough God. Yes, you know exactly what we need. You know what we need that works for our ministry, that's gonna be perfect for us. So Lord, do it for us. I've seen you do it before, now do it again. I've seen you do it before, do it again. There's something you're believing God for in your body, in your mind, in your finances. Bring up a testimony. Surely, the ones that are watching, has God has done something for you in the past. If that's what you need to bring up again as a refresher to your mind, then say, listen, Lord, you know, it might be some time since I'm blowing some dust off this testimony, and I don't want it to be a large gap like this again. So I'm going to blow the dust off of the old testimony. I'm going to bring it to your remembrance and mine, and I'm going to start having multiple testimonies closer together. Okay. So we're going to bring it up before the Lord and it's going to give us a faith builder, a booster for us. All right. Um, Psalm 66 and this time, same, same chapter, verses 5 through 8. Come and see what our God has done. What awesome miracles he's done for his people. Because remember, we're recounting what God has done. He made a dry path through the Red Sea and his people went across on foot. Come Let us rejoice in who he is, for by his great power he rules forever. He watches every moment of the nations. Let no rebel rise in defiance. Let the whole world bless our God and sing aloud his praises. So if that was the only good thing we ever heard in this Bible, as far as like story-wise, with... (laughs) He made a dry path through the Red Sea and His people went across on foot. That could shout you until the Lord comes back. You could just praise alone on that one story. But there are so many wonderful stories in the Bible and then in our own personal life and then in the lives of others that really we have no excuse to never, ever be in a place where we're not praising God when you think about it that way. So let's, number one, declare who God is. Number two, recount what God has done. Never forget. Always bring it up because your faith will, will live on that. It's like a platform for us to stand on. Each testimony keeps us on a platform, a firm foundation, and rises us to the next thing. All right, number three, remember His promises. If you go back to Second Chronicles 2, uh, I'm sorry, at 20 and verses six through nine, an enemy of God is an enemy to us. An enemy of God is an enemy to us. I'm gonna actually go back there and read verses uh, six through nine. It said, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are God in heaven, you're ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You're powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in the land your people arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled there and built this temple for you. They said, whenever we are faced with calamities such as war, disease or famine, we can come and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and you will rescue us. So look at that. Remember his promise. Remember his promise. They said, they're, they're talking to the Lord in prayer. They said, whenever we are faced with calamity, such as war, disease, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you and you will save us and you will hear us and rescue us. So number three, Remember his promises. Any enemy of God is an enemy to us. It helped the people hearing the prayer from the king. He's saying it and the people are like, yeah, they're getting stirred up. They're saying, you said we can come in your presence. We praise you. Any enemy that's standing an obstacle in our way is an enemy in our lives. If they're an enemy to you, Lord, they're an enemy to me. Period. That's it. Oh, thanks, Brian. Alright? So remember His promises. What did He say He would do for you? What is God's will? Is God's will for you to be broke and disgusted and disheveled all your life? No. God gave us seed time and harvest. He gave us a principle to live by that benefits our lives and not only our lives, but lives around us because if we're not broke and disgusted and busted we have more than enough then if we have more than enough people around us will be blessed and then when they have more than enough it's a ripple effect so don't let anyone ever tell you that uh, finances that having more than enough is not of God that's a lie from hell it's a principle that God gave us to set us up to have the best on earth and to be a blessing to others. Right? All right. And so we remember his promises. Like I said, what's God is 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 it God's will for you to be healed? Absolutely. It's what he did on the cross. It's what he took on his back. So we didn't have to endure it. The disease, the sickness, the pain, leave it up on the cross. Jesus came down, rose again, and then gave us power over the enemy, gave us power over sickness and disease. In fact, he tells us, lay hands on the sick, anoint them with oil. You know what I mean? Prayer the pr- uh, pray the prayer. And so he's given us an instruction. He's given us power over these things. So remember his promises. And if it's an enemy of god it's an enemy to us and we're not going to take it we're not gonna take it no we're not gonna take it if you're old enough to know that song you'd get it my daughter's like hmm <laughs> so just like start singing that in your head when, when the enemy gets you mad you're like we're not gonna take it <gasps> <laughs> all right Number four, praise him, praise him. You got music, great. You don't have music, great. That doesn't matter to the Lord. He wants to see you praise him. You gotta do a dance around your house. You gotta lift your hands randomly. Sometimes I feel it and I'll just do it in my house. I'll just shout, I'll just do a lap. I'll just make my kids praise when there's stuff going on the TV. I mean, right Maddie? Like you'll just hear me. Once in a while, give a little, (laughs) you feel it bubble up inside of you. But you know what? Like the Bible says, I will never let a rock cry out in my place. I'm not going to let something that's dead, not alive, have a bigger voice than me. And I'm the life. I serve the God who's given me life. And so I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him through a trial. I'm going to praise him through, you know, I got family members, things that we're going through. I'm going to continue to praise God and call in the miracle. I may not feel like it. I might be sleepy. I might be tired. But you know what? I'm going to praise no matter what. And so praise him. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22, it says, at the moment, they, okay, so rewind real quick. Guess what? They, they won this battle through praise. The word was, go and send out the worshipers first. The people with the actual sharp weapons stay in the back because we're going to go and we're going to praise. And everyone was like, okay, but you know what? We just got a word. It says if you do what the prophet says, if you do, You will, all will be well with you and don't be afraid. So they took that word to heart. They took it to heart. And that's why it's so important that we understand that the heart is the foundation. What we believe in our heart will motivate us. What we believe in our heart will be our confession. What we believe in our heart is what we will see. It's connected to our spirit. And so uh, when, when when we paint the... A canvas of our heart and we have a vision that God's given to us it will come to pass because we can see it with our supernatural eyes and so they got a word and they went out before and the musicians and I love it because it said right here it says don't be afraid verse 18 the King Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem Did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, an army of Judah went into the wilderness of Timkoah. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, okay? All you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you'll be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. You will succeed. 21, after consulting the leaders of the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the moment, they began to sing and give praise the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting (laughs) among themselves. Praise not only precedes the victory, it confused the enemy. When you are going through an issue, when you feel like, hey, right now, I'm literally walking through a long valley of the shadow of death, you need to skip. You need to be the loudest. You need to sing. You need to give all the glory to God for he's faithful and he loves you and he's a good, good father. Because it confused <laughs> the enemies that were there to kill King Jehoshaphat and his men. They all turned on each other. They all started <laughs> to fight each other. And it said the armies, um Of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies and killed every one of them. And they finished off the army of Seir and turned on each other. They turned on each other, right? They came as a team, turned on each other. Then the ones that were left standing turned on each other. So the ones that were even in the same army turned on each other. I mean, you talk about The spirit of confusion, like we came to kill people together, we all became allies, and then now we're killing the other team, and then now we're killing our own. Because that's how much confusion praise did to the enemies. Um, It said, so when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point, there were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. And that's why I said at the beginning that on the other side of praise, there's healing. On the other side of praise, there's increase. On the other side of praise, there's a blessing. Because it took them three days. King Jehoshaphat and his men took three days to gather up the plunder that these men that died was all over the ground. Three days to get their blessing. Three days. To get their blessing, and they said on the fourth day they gathered in the valley of the blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It's still called the Valley of the Blessing today. The valley is what you make it. The valley is what you make it. My home is my valley, where I. I, I think about that think about that it's called the valley of the blessing because the people praised and thanked the Lord there make your home the valley of the blessing make your home make your atmosphere the valley of the blessing praise and give thanksgiving to your Heavenly Father as a lifestyle no matter what make where you are, what you live in, called the valley of the blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't look at your circumstance. Don't look at anything but giving praise to God and saying, I am creating the valley of the blessing for me and my home. I'm creating the valley of the blessing for the ones that are attached to me. Hallelujah. And so... um. Number four is praising him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said five, but I have four. I'm sorry. So five, four things that will help understand that praise is our weapon and it unleashes his power. Is we're going to declare who God is. This is so important. So important that we know who our God is. This is where people like Christians mess up. They don't have An understanding of who their Heavenly Father is. Who God is. And you know, it's a reflection. It becomes, you know, who your identity in Christ is, is is an extreme revelation of the outcome of things in your life. When you don't have your identity in Christ uh, known properly, then you will lack in many areas. So we're going to declare who God is. We're going to recount what God's done in our life and in the lives of others and never forget it and never stop talking about it because it's a faith booster. We're going to remember His promises and we're going to praise Him. We're going to live in the valley of the blessing. That's what we're going to create as our atmosphere. And we know, you know, if you go over to 1 Samuel 16, 14, tormenting spirits left Saul when David came to play the harp. And that's why I said at the beginning, I don't know how to play an instrument. I don't even know how to hold a tune. That's all my husband. But I, I'm not going to just say, oh, well, because he does all that, then, you know, because he praises, everything's good. No, I, everything I have to walk in, I have to get for myself. There's no, there's no right in the coattails of my husband because he's a minister. Absolutely not. I have to get it for myself. I have to see it for myself. I have to hold it for myself. I have to have my own faith. Now, yeah, we are one. And and when I need a lifting up, he's there and vice versa. And we pray for each other. But I have to walk in my walk with the Lord. And same for you. So we can listen to broadcasts all day long. We can go to church every Sunday and Wednesday. But until we activate, us, our faith, until we activate what God has given to us, we're going to be sitting on the sidelines and we're going to be looking around going, I would like to be in the Valley of the Blessing. I would like to have that. I would like to do that. I'd like to have that confidence. I'd like to know, you know, what my purpose is in life. I'd like to have a direction. Well, we don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. We're in this. We are in this and we're going to use our praise. We're going to learn to open our mouth today and we're going to move forward because it's going to kill and destroy and push away uh, tormenting spirits. It's going to precede our victory is what our praise is going to do. It's going to help us to gather up the blessings that God has for us. It's going to confuse our enemy. There's, a, there's, praise is a powerful, powerful weapon, and the best, <laughs> the best way to know that we have it is when something troubling comes our way, and that's how we, uh, that's how we take care of it is through our praise. We also know in Acts sixteen that there's freedom in praise, right? There's freedom in. We know that the chains were broken in praising in the jail late at night when you didn't feel like it. You see, these are stories. King Jehoshaphat uh, looks like it's not favorable in a war. You have Paul and Silas in the, in the, um, the, the innermost dungeon and it doesn't look favorable. Possibly killed the next day chained in the inner dungeon. And so here's all scenarios where it didn't look beautiful. It didn't look set up. It didn't look in their favor. But what was their response? Came out of their heart, right? Praise. And praise won the battle. Praise broke off the chains. Praise got rid of the tormenting spirit. So it is a key weapon. And Christians give it up. Christians don't pull it out. Christians don't have anything to do with it. And so they're losing all these battles because they're not staying and constantly praising our heavenly father. All right. Hebrews 1, 9, you love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else praising Him, we know who it is that fights for us, and we shouldn't keep silent. We thank Him now because He already knows the ending, plus He's worthy of all our praise, and you can look up Psalm 144, read that chapter, and it is powerful. So, starting today, if we feel like, hey, listen, I need to up, up, up my praise, I need to go harder. Uh, I've been lacking in it. I haven't done it much. Or, you know, and you realize time takes a lot from us. We realize we get busy, we get jobs, and we get married, and we have kids, and we have activities. And then it comes to we're praising God on Sunday morning only in praise and worship. We don't need music to praise God. Though at times we put it on and we dance and we praise the Lord. But it's it's literally just out of our heart, from our spirit, out of our heart, out of our mouth. And praising God and thanking Him. And that's going to confuse our enemies. That's going to turn situations around. And it's going to give us the mighty victory. The mighty victory. That's great, Brian. He wrote on YouTube, The Wifey. And I are stepping up our praise. That's right. You know, you get a bad report, you get a death sentence, you lose a job. uh, You feel like, you know, this door was supposed to open. It's not. Just just take a minute in the kitchen. Take a minute around your house. Thank the Lord. Get what the word of God says. Start quoting scripture and, and start confusing the enemy. I hate him. I know you do too. He has no power. So let's not give him any leeway to any situation in our life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every person watching, listening on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us this weapon. Thank you that you've given us the victory. We are not victims, Lord. We know what your word says. We will constantly speak of your praises. In your presence, the Bible says in Psalm, is fullness of joy. There's no room for depression. There's no room for confusion. There's no room for fear when we are speaking your praises. Because when we speak it, your presence shows up. And when your presence is there, no enemy can come near our dwelling. No enemy can defeat us when we live in your presence. Thank you, Lord. For this weapon. Thank you that we can win every battle. Thank you that you're on our side. Thank you Lord for our healing. Thank you that we walk in right standing. Thank you for what you did on the cross. So we can live righteous. Thank you Lord for your joy. Thank you for your peace. Hallelujah. Thank you that we have the answers. That you've given us a book of answers we never have to wander what you want from us we never have to uh, wander around being confused and lost for the word of God says your words your book is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path thank you Jesus for making us better each and every day thank you for making us stronger each and every day For we walk in your wisdom and revelation more and more and more in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's victory in our praise, strength in our praise, joy in our praise, and faith in our praise, and answers in our praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 So be it. So be it. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I said us. You know why? Because I was just getting ready to announce that Jenna's going to be with me on Friday. And so in my mind, I'm already thinking more than one person. Thank you for joining me. Uh, And thank you for joining Maddie in the back. So there really is more than one person in the studio. And Alex was here. And it's just been a very busy day. And so... Just cut away from school, popped in over here at the studio. But I love you guys. Thank you for spending an hour with me. I don't take it lighthearted that you take this time aside uh, to join me and to listen to the word and what God has shared with me to share with you. And you know what? I don't come in here just to make you better. It makes me better. It encourages my faith. Especially when I, when I see people write things on the comments that are like, you know, God did this for me, or will you pray? Yeah, I will pray. There's strength in numbers. There's a strength in unity. There, There's more, right? There's more. I'm standing, our faith together. I'm standing with you, you're standing with me, and the enemy is outnumbered. So thank you for joining me. I'll see you on Friday. Jenna's gonna be joining me with also friday carolyn giveaway, so i'm excited to bless you but have a great rest of your week and i will see you in a couple of days